Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Writing Sorrows podcast. As always, I'm your host, Vash, where we go back through memory lane and we talk about past projects or just take you behind the scenes of uh, poems or whatnot. But today, we got a special guest in the building. Hello, 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 hello. You didn't even just let me. I was. Uh, I mean, I gotta make an introduction. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I was going to. <laughs> Alright, no, this, this is how we start. It's cool. It's alright. It's cool. It's cool. So, um, yeah. So we have an amazing artist as a guest today. His name is Olivier Souffron. There we go. Because I cannot still pronounce that name to this day. It's, it's so simple, Fred. It's, no. It's, it's been two years. Son, listen to me. <laughs> I remember when the old GM came and said you were hired. And she was Y'all like... Y'all me all over the whole time. And she was like, oh, we just hired him. He's really good. Blah, 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 blah. His name's Olivier. And then she said your last name. She butchered the hell out of it. Oh. And I just looked at her like, Olivier, I'm calling him Oliver. And he gonna like... Because, like, listen, bro. <laughs> I've worked and I've been around people that, like... Their parents named them something, like a simple name, uh-huh. but they pronounce it like all fancy and bougie. And then the kid is like all uptight and bougie because they think they name is all special and stuff. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like that name Jacques. It's like, no, it's actually Jacques. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. And it's just like, I'll be hearing that. It's just like, bro. It's just to be different, I feel. Yeah. It's like, why why name your kid Jacques when you can name him Jacques West? Bro, it's not Jean, it's John. Okay, your name is John. No, it's John. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about uh, the art show mm-hmm. that we did last year. But before we do that, uh, Olivier... Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so um, I'm from I'm from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, I grew up there. I moved here to Chicago after the earthquake in 2010. Um, unfortunate situation, of course. Um, I wasn't planning to move here, but given the fact that my house collapsed and I was homeless, I had to move to Chicago with my family on the south side. But um, I, as we all know, also like the south side of Chicago is kind of like um, it's a it's a very dangerous spot. Uh, growing up there was pretty hard, so I had to pack my bags after a couple of years and move to the north side. So now I reside in Uptown. It's a great neighborhood. It's uh it's kind of like New York to be very honest. It's like it's a melting pot of like different um, <clears throat> ethnicities, different cultures and stuff. So I really I really find myself there. So I'm in Uptown. Um, I mostly paint. I dabble in music as well. Um, same concept. Um, it's just collage, collage paint, uh, paintings and collage music. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. Tell us about your art and the style of art that you do. Mm, the style that I do, um, it's made, yeah, like I said, like, it's mainly collage. Um, what does that I, mean? Uh, it just means that, like, you know, you know how, um, how nowadays we live in a society that has um, 
that um it's 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 full of like images because like you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is that you go on instagram you see images like you walk out of your house the first thing you do is you see a bus pass by images on the bus like it's a it's it's a bunch of images that are like being fed to you on a daily basis so what i do is i use those images i go on google for example and i just find random random images i just put them together and i make a piece of artwork and also i also do that because um i feel that uh that most um art forms have gone digital um music has gone digital photography has gone digital movies have, have gone digital as well um so why not paintings you know like that's something that i've always been asking myself like why why paintings have not gone digital and uh and it's 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 now becoming a new art form um people are going you know to photoshop and they're doing pretty much like what i'm doing like they're using like the tools that are available to them because they like as we all know paints cost so much money and why would you spend three hundred dollars on paints alone where you can just have like an image be printed on like high quality canvas and then you use like a minimal amount of paint to like repaint that. So that's what I do pretty much. I I print I print I print the, the collages that I make and then I I use it as as a background background painting and then I repaint that as well. So I repaint the whole thing and and I and I post them on Instagram. And uh, that's how I, I sell my art. And yeah, and also like selling art, like back then, like used to be, used to need to have like a gallery representation. But like nowadays, like you just need to just post your stuff on Instagram. And then you have like buyers that, that just hit you up through your d direct message. Now I feel like um, technology has, um, has given um, people who would not have a voice a voice um so yeah so yeah that's what i, what I do. and how long have you been doing this um i would say about like nine nine or eight years now eight or nine years now. Nine years. Mm -hmm. what uh what inspired you to start this like did you just one day wake up and be like oh I want to start drawing stuff. And he was like, holy shit, I'm actually good at this. So I'm going to keep on drawing or like, what was it just an expression at one point and it became a passion? Like, mm -hmm. how did you get your start uh, doing this? It's, it's actually just like, um, I feel like it's in, it's in my blood, like, 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 like doing art. Um, because growing up in my house in Haiti, like my mom would have like a bunch of like artworks from like different Haitian artists. And, um, and uh, subconsciously, like I, I, I registered those in the back of my mind, and I would, I would always practice, like just, just drawing, at, at home. But I never thought of it like as a profession or like taking it to the next level. But my dad was also a pretty skilled artist as, as, as well. He made like those, those, uh, those flip books, like where you go through them, and then, yeah. like, you know, like the ones that have like the animations. So he would make those. And that requires like uh, an amazing level of skill. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I saw like some of his like caricature car caricatures as well. Uh, he was yeah he was pretty good. Um, so I guess like those things like passed down onto me. My brother also like he does like um, uh, like drawings like he does cartoon drawings. So 
I I got all of those things like from them, and I just like tried it one day and 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 boom. Um, when I came here to Chicago, I had a lot of like free time on my hand, and I was like, why not just like practice it and see like if I can get better at it? Because like you have to remember like uh like any type of like art form is 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 a is a skill which derives from like muscle. It's like muscle memory, if you will. Right. And uh, like as you practice it, it becomes like easier. It's just like how you're how you're working out. The the first couple of times, like it's gonna be hard, but like as you give it, you know, like a couple of shots, like you're still you're gonna get better at it. So um, so I think um throughout the years that I kept on practicing, looking up like different artists, not only what I did, but like other artists that that were around me, because um like like coming of age like uh Chicago, like I grew up a lot of like around a lot of Chicago artists as well. So I got some some stuff from them. I got some stuff from the great greats like you know, from the classical periods like um and you know I just I just mixed all that together and um and that helped me tremendously for me to achieve what I achieved so far in terms of painting. Cool, cool. Uh, so how long does it take you normally to do a painting? Um, does it vary, or is it like mostly around the same time for all of them? It's it's mainly around the same time. Uh, so I, w- I would say like two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, yeah. So if I really put myself into the zone, I could definitely make make a painting happen in two weeks. I would probably give it like three days to like make the make the background on the computer and have that printed out and then um another week and a half just to work on it and repaint it and then boom that's it it's two weeks um but mm, recently i've been taking my time with them uh just to like really put ideas and other things like into the paintings as opposed to like to brushing them um because i feel like uh instant gratification uh is not it's not really good because like you really don't push yourself because uh, like if you get used to something why get why get why you get complacent and right. complacency uh creates uh, you know like laziness and then like you don't really push yourself that much when you're complacent and when laziness sets sets, sets in um, but i've been really pushing myself and like exploring different ideas and like not rushing anymore so yeah so also like two weeks max but as of now like i'm thinking about like pushing that back to like a month to make a piece now mm-hmm. you're in all love and attention you have to you have to it's like a relationship you just can't <laughs> you just can't rush into it you have to like take your time and like you know get to know the person and then you know then then stuff works out if you rush into it it might it might not um it might not last long. Shout out my ex, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, uh, I, oh, I, I understand that completely. Um, mm-hmm. back when I first started writing, mm-hmm. uh, I, I still can, but I don't really like to, mm-hmm. but. I used to be able to write poems in maybe like 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. a pop. Um, 
And even then, sometimes, because uh, I know my girlfriend, I remember when we first started going together, I told her that, like, I could make a poem, like, like, you know what I mean? Like a snap of the finger. Like, you just <laughs> let me know what you want. Like, what what do you want? That's right? some G shit right there. Like, low key. It's no, like, like well, well, yeah, at the time <laughs> I was showing off. But like, you know, I asked her, I was like, hey, you just tell me what the subject is to write about. And I'll write you something in five minutes. And I did. And it was cool. You know what I'm saying? But as I've grown with my writing, mm-hmm. um, and I can still pump one out in five minutes, but I feel like it doesn't get, it, it doesn't stick. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no real, like, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no real content behind it. Like, it's not. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all flash. Surface. Yeah. 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 It's all surface. It's all flash and the flash is cool. But now that I've gotten older and mature and then my writing has grown alongside with me, like I need for my writing to mean something. It has to have content. You know what I mean? So it takes me longer to write more now. Uh, And that can range anywhere from a couple of hours to even months, even years, depending on the type of poem. Years? So what my um not this book not not this book uh the one that I'm doing now mm-hmm. addressing insecurities but the one prior spoken not words there were some poems that it I didn't finish until that year but I had started all the way back in like 2010 mm-hmm. and then oh, there was, okay. yeah oh, yeah so like. I've got some poems in there that are like 10 years old. And then there are some other poems which I was writing, but I just couldn't connect the dots at the time. So you just put it to the side and then like... Put it to the side and then I came back to it and I was just like, all right, let me look at this differently now. Mm -hmm. How can I write it? Um, And I think the name of that one was Bus Stop because I came up with the, the... I came up with the idea of me and my friends or family were riding on a bus, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody has their stop that they're getting off on. And their stop is their goal, right? Wow. Whoa. So I'm watching everybody get off at they stop. You know what I'm saying? We all started this journey together going to what, you know, our own different past, mm-hmm. uh, passions, our own little, you know, whatever the hell life takes us, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is cool and stuff until people start leaving. And then you got that favorite cousin that, that's, he's off the bus now. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, damn, he was cool as hell. Like, we really mesh well. I mean, like, I could still, you know, be cool with family and whatnot. But I wrote it from the, the point of view of what happens when I'm the last one on the bus. Because one of my things is, uh one of my nicknames of self-proclaimed nicknames among years is Mr. I'll be late. <laughs> and what that means and what that yeah, means right <laughs> what that means is like I've I'm literally the last one in like my circle to do or have certain things. It's always been that way. Whether it was circumstance or personal choice of why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner, 
know what I'm saying? I've always been late, you know, last one to have, you know, own place, last one to move out of mom's house, uh, you know, last one to, to start dating, like all of these things. So like, yeah, man, like it, it's, it's, I wrote it from that position of being the last one on the bus. And that took a while because when I initially wrote it, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to take it. But it took like some years and some growth in my mind to look at things differently to come back to it and be like, all right, I can write it now. I can finish it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely relate uh, to that story um, because like I've had like a bunch of friends, you know, that were like really good friends. And then like throughout the years, I think just like grew apart. And I guess right. like they, they, they made it to their stop and then they, they, you know, they took, they went their way. And it's kind of, uh, it's, it's just kind of weird just like going, going up with somebody and mm-hmm. getting to know that person for so long. And then like, in a matter of like two or three months, that person is no longer in your life. Yeah. Cause life, cause that's the thing. Like life is different for all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all, live the same kind of lives in terms of, you know, we eat, we sleep, we work, we do, you know, we play, we do all these things. But in the same breath, it's like everybody has their own goals and what they want to accomplish in life. And what I really wanted to strike home with that poem was that it's hard to see everybody go off and accomplish things because then you start questioning yourself. It's like, all right, well, what the hell am I going to do? What the hell do I want to do? And sometimes it's not easy. Like no, it's not a, a lot of people expect, all. yeah, a lot of people expect you to be like, all right, well, you need to be good at something or, you know, it needs to be clear of, you know, of what you're trying to do. And it's just like, sometimes you just don't know. <laughs> and I think, and we're going off on a little bit of saying here, but it's cool. It's cool. No, it's um, and I think one of the things is that we get, this idea of the dream that's been placed in front of us for like generations. A path. Yeah, for generations where we're supposed to graduate from high school, we're supposed to go to college, get good grades, graduate. To be honest, I thought that, that that's what that's how it was and that's how it's it's it's, 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 it's yeah. same here. And like you graduate from college, you get a career or either you get a real good good paying job, you find your soulmate. You, you know, go get through the married, hurdles of that. Yeah, you get kids, married, get have house, kids, get a house, ha- exactly. mortgage, bills, and more bills, and then more fucking bills. And if you don't get that, you fail. Yeah. That's, that's what you feel like. You feel like you're a failure because it's like, damn. Because you see everybody else, because there are other people that are fortunate enough to, to have able that. To get, yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so all that shit to line up, like boom, 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 boom. And then you start looking at yourself, it's like, shit. Well, to be very honest, like, I, I feel like that, that sort of, like, life where it's, like, it's so linear, it's kind of boring to me. Some people like boring, though. Some people like it. Like, for me, I, I've learned that everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, because I'm religious, right? So I believe that God has everything planned out. And when I get upset of why things aren't happening, when they finally do happen, 
I understand why the hell it didn't happen sooner. Because it's just like, oh, well, I wasn't ready. I didn't have the money for that. I didn't have the mental fortitude to deal with whatever the hell this is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just like how um, I would I would envy the kids in high school who are popular. Same. And little did I know that like they peaked in high school. Bro, <laughs> oh my God. They peaked in high school. Son, <laughs> when I tell you the amount of bullshit that I've gotten, I've, I've, I've took and people have told me and, and the bullying and all this yes, other sir. stuff of how I would never be anything, I would amount to nothing, mm-hmm. I'm a lame, blah, 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 blah. And then high school ends and their life goes nowhere because they still have that same, that, that same, same spring group, same mindset and everything they, else. They just don't go. And, and, and that's why I'm just like, you know, like that whole, linear path doesn't it doesn't it you, you don't grow spiritually you don't grow um like like i just feel like just like i said like you're religious i just feel like I'm, like i'm religious as well like like maybe not on the same spectrum as, as like like as you are but like i just feel like life is meant to have challenges in them right. and then when everything is like laid for you you don't grow spiritually. You don't grow mentally. You don't grow emotionally. You're just stuck in the same person that you are. You just you just grow you just grow older. The, the age, age increases, age. but like like mental right age and mental awareness and like that 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 doesn't change. What well, uh, exactly? And the reason why things like that don't change and like you you know stay stagnant or on a linear path is because you're not taking any chances. Like, you're not... How you learn is by doing or seeing something. Mm -hmm. If you don't make any mistakes, you can't learn from said mistakes. If everything is laid out in front of you, how will you know strife? You know what I'm saying? It's just like the whole thing of rich kids. Exactly. I was just. I'm not saying that. like this is to generalize everybody, but it's oh. like for a lot of them. That's why they're so like they're so they're alienated. Like they, we can't connect with them. Exactly really. because everything like their parents is like I don't want them to have to go through anything that I went through, which is cool, which is which, which, is, which, fair. Is, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if they don't learn some type of struggle or some type of you know, personal responsibility or nothing, like, that's, it's harder to connect to people mm-hmm. who didn't grow up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, now they have this set idea of this is how life is supposed to be. Exactly. And that's not how life is all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it gets, it gets deeper. But, but, <laughs> but, because that, man, that was like a seminar tangent. Okay. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so. The art show, right? Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me, I want to say maybe a little bit after you first started working at the job, right? Yeah. yeah. And you told me that you had done some art shows before. Mm-hmm. And I remember approaching you one day and I was like, yo. We got to get something going. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get something going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, uh, with my poetry, I know that I wanted to, I wanted to perform. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted that opportunity to, but I didn't have the connections or, you know, the know-how on how to do any of that. 
But that's something that you know. Yeah. So, so I definitely, um, so I met up with this, uh, so basically, yeah, so how you, just like how you just said, like, uh, you know, like I, I did art, many that you did art as well. And at that time, we were the only person at the job that actually did art. Right. Um, so it was only right that I was like, you know, like, and since I was working there, since I've worked there full time, I was like, yeah, you know, why not us like have an art show? Like, it's only fair that, like, you know, we both got together to have an art show. Because I've always wanted to, like, um, have certain art shows where you have multiple art forms present, as opposed to only having, like, you know, you know, just, like, the basic of the basic of, like, an art show. Like, you know, just the paintings on the wall, and then some wine. No, we, I, I, I always want to include other things, whether it's, like, video, whether it's, like, you know, poetry where there's like, you know, live music. Like, I really want to engage with the crowd. And I felt that, like, what what's the best way to do that by is, is by having, you know, poetry and, and having live music. Because um, because I feel like when you have, like, a, like a dull art show, or just like a, like a normal art show, people come and they really don't stay. They, don't, they probably stay for, like, you know, 30 minutes yeah. or, you know, like 20 minutes. And then, and then they leave. But, um, but if you have, like, if you give people, like, you know, set, like, schedule of what, what's going to happen during the art show, then they're more likely to stay. Because people, we have, and, and that's also one thing that goes to, like, you know, um, digital, um, uh, art and, 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 uh, images. We see so many, like, so many images on a daily basis that it creates this idea in our head, um, that, you know, like, like we can't focus really on one thing for too long. If we do, like, we get bored and we jump to the next thing, and our attention span drastically reduced over the past like ten or twenty years. Um, so it's yeah. So it was only right to to have you know you perform some of your poetry. And I remember like it, it was around the same time like your book dropped, right? Was it the same time? So when we talked about it. I think my book just released mm-hmm. because we didn't, that's another thing too. Like we didn't get to do the show until damn near a year later. That's true. That's true. Cause we were trying to get something happening all throughout the year, but we just didn't have, we just didn't have a location. Yeah, that's true. And we were trying to find a location. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you said about like the art shows is true because like, I remember when you invited us to yours, uh, over out west. No, it was west, but it wasn't out west. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I remember going to it, and it was nice. It was a nice building or warehouse or whatever it was. It was a nice big spot, but I don't know. Like I just remember for me personally, once I had saw your work. Cause me personally, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that big into like art like that. The whole like dissecting. Yeah, like well, I put it like this: like I like art, but it's like specific kind. Like if it was like cartoons or like anime or some shit like that, that's more of my speed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can sit there and be like, "Damn, that looks cold as hell." But just looking at your art, being there to support you and stuff like that. After maybe about 20, 30 minutes of looking at your art, you know, giving it the time that it deserved to be looked at, mm-hmm. it was like, 
All right. So, so uh, time to wrap it up. Because, like, I was looking around just like, so uh, nobody's, like, driving this boat or anything. Yeah. Like, this is what an art show is. Like, we all just come. We look at a painting. And if we want to, you know, talk to people, we can. But other than that, it's just like, you know, you drink your wine and then you just bounce. It's like, for me, that was, uh, it was a disconnect. Because mm-hmm. uh, being there, I was, I was bored. I was just like, all right. I mean, I've seen all that I've seen, and it's cool. Uh, maybe if, say, there was supposed to be a certain time that we were all supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and then it was like one big group, and then we would all walk around in one big group and look at like at least one painting from each artist, mm-hmm. and then that artist would explain and everything else like that. I feel like that would have been way better uh, for me. For yeah. a person that's not used to that. Because that was the first art show that I had been to. Mm-hmm. But I knew that from looking at that, I knew that I wanted our shit to be different. Yeah. And, and, and that ties to like what's, what's, what's primarily going on nowadays. Uh, like people have short attention span. So what galleries are doing, they, um, they, they have like talks with the artists during the openings just to like, have people stay longer and uh, get a better understanding of like the art because I felt that that like you're right that that um, after I saw all the artwork I mean I was like after 30 minutes I was just like yeah um, it's it's time it's time to go type type be like uh, yeah. there was there was there were there were no anchors there for exactly people, for people to they didn't. We didn't give people the um. Well, they didn't give people any incentive, uh, to stay. Uh, right. But I feel like if 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 they, because like we did have a talk too for our show, we did have a talk. Afterwards. We did. Mm-hmm. Right. We did. We. So let's yeah. let's, <laughs> let's 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 talk about that. So, um, the show, the day of the show, uh, you secured a spot. With Mike, mm-hmm. um, Mike Rice, he has his own radio show. Yeah, his own show. He has his own radio show. I forget the name of it. I do apologize, Mike. I do apologize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember like the day of the show. I was nervous as all hell. Oh, we were all nervous. I was nervous in particular because I wasn't knowing what to expect. Because I had invited, like, family and friends, and mostly everybody was able to make it and stuff. And, it's, but and it, it was a very tight space, too. That 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 was the thing, too, because, like, you were the only one that had seen the space. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't see it. You didn't see no, it. No, I didn't see it. Like, you had shown me, like, videos like, and, like, pictures, pictures of the place, video. but, like, that's completely different from actually being there mm-hmm. and seeing it. Um, but I remember even then, we didn't have 100% control mm-hmm. of everything. Because, uh, Mike had music and then after the music played for like a few hours, then that's when I went on. But all the while they were doing music and stuff, your work was already everywhere. Yeah. You know, people could walk around and take a look at it and stuff like that. And I thought that was really dope because you had, um, I had time to get a feel of the crowd and yeah. I had time to get a feel of the space. 
Uh, but for you, it's like, it's, it's when you get up there. That's when, cause like you, like I, like poetry, um, I feel, I feel like it, it, it's a, it's a call and response type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, like, like I'm grateful cause like I'm not too good at like public speeches. I tend to like, you know, do a big gaffe and everything, but like, I can only imagine for you, like just the anticipation of like, yeah. Having to wait and then let that shit simmer and then simmer and then simmer and then simmer. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now music stopped. And then it's like all the, the, cause the, cause the thing, the thing about the paintings is just the fact that like the attentions are everywhere. But for you, once you get to the stage, it's like, it's only you. <laughs> it's yeah. like all eyes on you. <laughs> yeah. So like, I remember everybody was asking me like, yeah, man, when are you going to go on? When are you going to go on? And I'm just like, bruh. After they finished their set. <laughs> and I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I, they should wrap this up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the music wasn't bad, but it was just the cultivation of everything. Like, it was the nerves. It was... Because I had written... um Okay, so... Mm-hmm. I was doing, at that time, uh, a book with another poet from last week's episode of podcast, Cantrell, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Cantrell had a book coming out. So I had read, I had a couple of pieces from that book along with uh, pieces from my book, Spoken Out Words, right? But I remember voicemail, right? Because I was going to, I performed voicemail. Oh, yeah, that was the hook. <laughs> and yes, that was nerve-wracking as hell. Because I remember like taking like two weeks and I should have used more time, but I underestimated everything, but I should have took more time to like really go over it to really memorize and everything else. But that poem was like nerve wracking. I mean, here's, here's another thing too. It's just like when, um, when people perform, it's mainly like, you know, one or two poems, but like, you were expected to be up there for like at least a good 30 and I'm just like <laughs> son and like and like the because the they kept on building that shit like when are you going to, where are you son, going where are you going and like, like, and like, so it's like and like the, 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 the thing is with my work uh I tend to write shorter poems mm-hmm. more bite sized poems but it's still a lot like yeah. it's like it's, it's, it's like getting hit with a small fist or something and you don't expect it to hurt, but it hurt and you be like, damn. Well, the zings. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, I wasn't expecting that from that little thing. It's like, yeah, like that's, that's how I write a lot of my poetry. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to performing the, the pieces, yeah. the pieces are probably about 30 seconds at the longest. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so voicemail was longer than that. And that was the one that I ended it with. But that was, that was a good ending, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember performing it and I was just hoping everything would go well because I was practicing it for two weeks uh, before people started getting there. My brother was there and we were going over it you know, rehearsing it even more. Um, and then it was his phone 
because I told him I was going to call his phone. Because how the poem played out was I was supposed to leave a voicemail. Right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I had to call the phone, and nobody couldn't pick up the phone. I had to go straight to voicemail. Wait, you know what I mean? Did he pick it up? No, he didn't. Uh-huh. So that's why I said, like, I had to tell him, just like, yo, don't answer the phone. At least I think it was him. Maybe it was somebody else. I forgot. But I, I told somebody, don't answer the phone. I'm going to call it. Don't answer it. Um, so I, w- so I was hoping that would go off without a hitch. It did. And then everything landed. Mm-hmm. And then when I was done, it was like a big sigh of relief. Yes. <laughs> it was like, whew. All right. We got that done. Cool. You know, everybody was clapping and stuff and like everything else. Like that was cool. Um, but another good moment from that was when I think maybe it was an encore or something. I remember I performed Disappointed Stan. And Disappointed Stan was me talking about Kanye. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see everybody's reactions to it. Uh-huh. Because when I started, nobody knew who the hell I was talking about. Exactly. And then I said one little line, and everybody was like, oh, oh <laughs> damn. And it was just like, yeah, I'm going there. Every, yeah, everybody I'm talking about Kanye. Too. You know, and that was like a big thing for me. Because like, it's like you're a major Kanye fan, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's how uh, I started a conversation with, uh, well, not started one. They started one with me, uh, Geo and Justice. Justice, yeah. Because they came up to me like, yo, that Kanye piece was dope. And I was just like, we always some Kanye fans here. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because like I like people was like, "Oh, you talking about Kanye?" Woo, sh- that's that's when you know like that that like your poems like they they hit when like people come afterwards and they want to talk to you about them. Like that's that's to me like for my paintings that's that's when you know like they're good when people come up to you and like they ask questions because people are intrigued and people want to know more about like why I painted something or for your or for you like why would but why would you bring some stuff up about Kanye or anything like that. No, I, I get, man, listen, that for me, and like for artists in general, that's intoxicating. Mm. Um, because when anybody, when, when somebody asks me about a poem, because one thing that I've learned is that when you put your work out there, it's no longer yours. It's Yo. open for anybody to Any critique, critique or like how they see it and whatnot. And, it's not always a bad thing. Like some people, they come up with their own conclusion to certain poems that I've written. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you got that from that. That's not nowhere near what the hell I was talking about in that poem. But I see where yeah. you, I, but, I, but I see where you got the idea from and led you to where you're at now. I love, I love when that happens. And then they just talk about it and I'm, I'm just like, like, wow, that's dope as hell. Yeah. That, you know I mean, I mean, I feel like that's why we all do art because like, it's like it opens it opens up different doorways for people to to think and process things differently. I just feel like artists like they just want to change the world, like one one piece at a time, uh, sure. uh, uh, where they see fit. And the greatest like our greatest way of like feeling like we've accomplished we've accomplished something is like when people give their interpretation of of, of the pieces that you made. 
which is which is just amazing because like I like people have told me some stuff about my artwork where I'm just like whoa like just like how you said like oh shit like I never even thought about that so now that stimulated me to think differently too mm-hmm. it's just like the call and response is great like I, like like that's one of the main things for me in terms of art it's like just giving the art to the people and letting them digest it and like regurgitating it to me in a different like uh in a different filter a different mindset like i just feel like that's that's, that's just amazing like shout out to humans man like like we're all different and like we all <laughs> exactly and we all think different exactly and like that's for me like that's that's the best thing because like it's i like being able to challenge people to come up with their own mm. interpretations of you know my work mm-hmm. because in spoken not words, I wrote like a a story within the book. So I had four poems. They were dates, right? They didn't have any names. They were just dates. And it just basically told a love story. Um, the first story, well, the first part of it was a guy looking at a girl and a girl looking at the guy. And, but it's from a guy's point of view. And he's just sweating bullets. He's just like, man, like, I don't know. Been there, done that. Like, man, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to say to her. Like, she's, like, the most beautiful person I've ever seen in the world, such, such, such. And then we get to the next part where it's from her point of view. Ooh. And they're together. But she's not feeling as strongly about the relationship yeah. as he is. Been there, done. <laughs> Been and, there. And, and she's, like, you know walking that thin line of the relationship like she's like yeah i'm i'm you know i'm still flirting with people i'm you know mm-hmm. talking to other guys woo stuff you know what i mean then the third one is the actual uh the breakup of them right them basically like them having like the honest conversation of all honest conversations uh and it's an argument mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, I'm not who you think I am and such, such, such. And he's like, well, I'm what I thought you wanted. And like for me writing that, it was like, all right, I'm writing this to tell a story of like sometimes relationships don't work out. And it's not because of. This person's a bad person. That person's a bad person. It's just because they're both coming from two different, completely different angles. Mm-hmm. And they want two different things out of life. And then that's what the fourth uh, part and the last part of the story is. It's him understanding and realizing it's just like, yeah, I don't hate her. We just wasn't meant to be because of that. And like, damn. And, and like, damn. people have came to me with like, different interpretations of that like some people come to me as like oh well she was all the way wrong like she should have been known like from the get-go she went about that life she shouldn't even have approached them right you know then others was like oh well he's completely 100 percent in the wrong because why would you even start going that hard you know as soon as y'all start dating something you can mm-hmm. scare somebody away like that He's as much to blame as it is for her, you know, such a person. And it's like, seeing all those different ideas and everything else, it's like, that's dope. Yeah. Because all he, like, us humans, like, we think differently, you know. 
So, so, so with that being said, so when you, like, before, like, do you plan, like, what you're going to write, or is it just, like, it just free flow, like? Uh, it, it, it depends. Um, some poems I get inspired by from me hearing, like, somebody say something, or somebody say a lie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I wrote a poem called, uh, Joyride. And it's gonna be in the in the upcoming book, and that really sounds dope. I was yeah. thinking about Joyride just based off of you know a teenager having a car, well not having a car, but taking his you know his pops or his mom's car out for a little joyride, right? But I flipped it and I was like, all right, what if I change it and I'm saying, well. Instead of a car, this person is experiencing happiness for the first time, really. Whoa. So the joy ride is them sneaking out and not allowing their happiness to be, uh, be brought about from another person, from drugs, from alcohol, from TV, video games, or some shit like that. And it's, Essentially, them going out for a joyride. You know what I'm saying? Without <laughs> any type of supervision or like any type of thing that'll, like that. you know, that they have to rely on. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. For them to feel happy. And like that, that idea, like that's that, like it, my mind works different, bro. Like it, 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 I get ideas from that or either I'll have a, a title. Like, I'll come up with something, like, slick. Like, I'll come up with uh, something like uh, Back Before Dreams. Right? And... that That's something that I, like, I, I always admired from you is, like, the titles. The titles are just, like, they're, like, they're like a punch. Like, they, they, they captivate you. That's that's something that's, like, very hard, like, on my end to come up with a, with a title. I would much rather name my stuff, like, untitled because, like, I feel that, like, the title means like should mean a lot and i don't really process it like that and i don't really focus on the title but i need to work on that but but sorry to cut you off though. no you're fine bro like yeah like yeah sometimes it's i'll have a title in mind and then i'll write a poem trying to go towards what the title is or just like joyride it's just like all right it's a double entendre you know what i'm saying so I don't know, like it, 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 it varies on how the poems like come about. Sometimes if I'm in the mood, like if I'm sad or if I'm angry or I'm happy, I just instantly start writing whatever the hell comes to mind. Nice. And it flows like that. Uh but yeah, man, like it, 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 it varies at the end of the day. I I I feel like for me now I um my like I said, like my process is longer now, and I feel like I plan. I feel like I plan more. I don't expect to. I'm I'm adulting now, so it's like everything needs to be planned out. Right. So I feel like I I I plan more more of my paintings nowadays, as opposed to like when I first started. It, it was like really chaotic. Like I would just jump on a canvas and do whatever and push them out, you know. Um. But 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 yeah. So I definitely understand like where you're coming from. Yeah. Like I learn so much about myself and where 
I was in terms of exactly how good I am and how good I need to be and what work I need to do in order to get myself to the next level um, from just doing the show and like the performance and everything else like that. What What do you feel like you you've uh, you've learned like 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 doing the show? I've learned that for one, I need to have more of my stuff memorized. Mm. That within itself is scary to me because I've written a couple hundred poems by now in my lifetime. That's a, that's, that's, fuck. That's, uh, that's a lot to fucking keep it, up there. It is. And it's not like a rapper or a singer. Rapper, because like, they have... It's like reciting it over and over and over. Not and only again. that, but there's a melody or a ah. beat to go with it. That's how we, that's how we, we, uh, we learn lyrics like that. And we can sing it for my favorite song, uh-huh. and we hear it over and over again because it has like a beat and a melody and everything to accompany it. So it's easier to remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's I'm sorry, but yeah, but like it's funny because like in uh, in Haiti, the number one way that they teach you know kids from like one to uh, I would say like you know fourth or fifth grade is is by them reciting over and over again, but like a like like a song, like right. like on a melody, uh, right. pretty much. That's how I that's how people learned it, the alphabet. At like a very young age, it's just like, you know, A, B, C, D, E, you know? Right. So, and because that, like, that's completely different from saying A, B, C. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, 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 that's, like, that's different. <laughs> and like, for me, like, that's a hard thing to do. Like, the hardest thing for me to do is to memorize because it's just like, shit. I don't have a flow for this. So then I have to make a flow. And then that flow, it's just, there's two different ways, right? Mm-hmm. So with writing poetry, you can either write to perform or either write or have somebody to read. Yeah. Um, I mostly do writing for people to read. So when it comes time for me to perform, you got to set up the mood. You're responsible for all that. Exactly. Like I have to be able to like, how to say it in some kind of melody like i have in other words i have to start i have to write the poem with performance already in my mind like all right this is going to be performed this yeah, isn't going to be anything I, else. I, I feel like for uh for music uh also it's like the the producer and the engineer like they provide the beat for you so they provide like the mood and like the the the, the way that you're going to perform it now now the artist like the the rapper or the singer now they could go either way with it, right? You know, but but yeah. So the beat provides them with like the the main mood, but you don't. They don't really have to to come with like the mood themselves, as opposed to a poet who needs to go up there and like pretty much like perform and set the mood mm-hmm. for the for the crowd. Fuck, that's hard, bro. Like shit, this poetry shit. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's one that I'm trying to overcome. Uh, it's it's a long road, bro. It's a long road. With that being said, um, do we want to talk about how that night ended? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> it was it was it was a pretty hectic night. You know, 
when, when you when 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 you mix um when you mix sangria with yeah. um with you know beers and tequila shit tends to go left yeah and two lefts don't make a right when you drink no it does not <laughs> like i which is really weird mm-hmm. considering everything now because i probably should have drunk more than i did to like to, lo- to loosen up yeah to loosen up i didn't even think about that because i had that's one, why you're stress stress like when you're about yo i had one cup of wine that was it and i was that was it bro well, before i even got that I was lit see yeah exactly <laughs> so all right so everybody's leaving right um my ride was like yo we about to go but i want a network Cause I remember, uh, you telling me that Mike had his own radio mm-hmm. stage, uh, not radio yeah, station, like but radio was, show. It was, it was, it would be good for you to like put your name out there. Right. Uh, by going on the show and like, you know, right. talking to Mike. And, and I wanted mm-hmm. to network. So I was like, no, I'll stay. I'll just get an Uber home or whatnot. Um, so me and Mike, we sat there and we talked maybe like 10, 15 minutes while me and Mike were talking. <laughs> You were dealing with a situation already. Man, listen. So I had some of my, uh, some of my friends that were present at the time. And, you know, like I told them to like, you know, hey, watch out. And it's funny because like Mike and I, we were talking, uh, when I was bringing up the, the alcohol for the party, he's like, oh my God, you brought sangria. <laughs> That's going to be an issue because somebody's going to get in the bathroom passed out. And truth be told, he was right. Yeah. A couple hours after somebody's yeah. passed out in the bathroom, thrown up, and they couldn't go home because like they're throwing up, of course, not about to take somebody's Uber and have to pay so much money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just imagine me having to go down like two flights of stairs with somebody. Let's, let's, <laughs> all right, no. Listen, if we're going to tell this story, we got to tell this story all the way with all the damn details, right? <laughs> So, <laughs> while I'm talking to Mike, right, the three friends that we had were in the bathroom. One was completely shit-faced. Gone. Like, passed out, like... Go- like, gone. Just, just imagine your, your first night drinking, and then like, you overdid it. Gone. She, she, like, gone, right? So... Poor girl. So once I finished wrapping up with Mike, I look <laughs> and like I see y'all trying to wake her up, and I'm just like, "Oh, that girl did as hell. Oh, she, she she died." So the plan was for them to sleep it off at your house. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right." I'll help with that because you didn't live far from Mike. You mm-hmm. live, you live within walking distance. Yeah, from Mike. It's like, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So we we have to get her up off of this floor. Yeah. yeah. So she was little to no help no, at was, all. Yeah, it's, it was dead weight, dead weight. So we had to put her on Liv's back. To get her down the stairs. I don't even know how I had the strength. Uh, I don't know. Because you was fucked up too. But you wasn't to that degree of fucked up. (laughs) 
So as sangria baby. <laughs> so like Francis uh her, sangria. So her friends are like holding her back while you're walking down the stairs so she doesn't fall backwards. Cause she's not even holding herself up because she's literally dead weight at this point. It was point. a sight to see. It oh my god. <laughs> and I'm Bro. in the front. Cause I'm opening the door down to the door that you get into the building. Mm-hmm. I open the door. There's a motherfucker pass out, man. <laughs> there is a whole grown ass person passed out with like a box of chicken <laughs> in his lap. And I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you look at him and it's like, Gio, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, Gio, I remember that name, Gio. I just, and I look at him some more. I'm like, oh, you were the guy to talk to me about Kanye. What the hell are you even still doing here? Because, like, he had disappeared. Yeah, he was gone. Like, like, about an hour and a half before we wrapped things up. He said he was going to get some food and then go home. Exactly. And then he he got the food. And then, uh, uh, I guess he tried calling him while I was with the situation. And then he couldn't come up because, like, nobody, I mean, I didn't have my phone. Right. And uh, so he just passed out. So he's passed out. And at this point, you had called an Uber. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised the Uber was willing to even take. Yeah, I feel like it was because, like, I lived, like, so close. That's why. It was, like, like five minutes by by car or less. That's fair. Yeah. That that That's fair. Like, I remember. I was not about to pay no no $40, $50 for no vomit. And so the three <laughs> friends, the three friends get into the Uber. Geo oh gets into the Uber. Justice walks across the street from whatever the hell restaurant is still open at that time. Wait, yeah, what the what place was open? I don't know. I just God. know that she came across the street with like a bag of like some food or some shit, and I'm just like. What's going on? I'm just sitting there like, what the hell is going on right now? That shit was, it, so, it, it was very entertaining. Yes. So <laughs> at that point, everybody's like, all right, we're all going to Liv's house. And I went to help out. Like I was saying, like I was helping making sure that everybody was like good getting the yoke crib and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I dipped off because I had to open the next morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's just the worst. This is the worst thing about it. How like, did we you wake up at seven in the morning. Yes, just to get to work at eight. After a whole night of like doing the whole show and whatnot. Debauchery. So we get to your place, and that's when I um, I was going through a, a rough patch. So oh no, it was a rough patch. All right, uh, you didn't have no. I didn't have no. Uh, you didn't have no electricity. Yeah. They, they, um, Comet, yeah, fuck Comet. Comet cut, cut, cut my light. Um, because I had, like, you know, I, I, I hadn't paid my bills from, like, uh, my previous apartment that my ex was using. You know, like, she, yeah, fuck her too, because, like, she was, she was using the electricity and not paying that shit. But it was my fault. I should have checked, checked in with her to have it paid. But we broke ties. But we're not gonna get into that. But the light was shut off. And I had to plug in, I had to plug in, um, uh, uh, what is it? You had to plug in, you had, okay, so, you didn't even have, you had Christmas lights. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> you had Christmas lights plugged into an extension cord. What can I say? Come on. And then you used the outlet in the hallway of the apartment building. My fucking landlord turned off in the morning, pissing me off. And you sat there and you plugged <laughs> it in, and that was the light that we were using. Yes, sir. And we were playing music from a Bluetooth speaker that you had. Uh huh. That was that eventually died. <laughs> like, bro, I like like so we're sitting there. We get in the dark. We, damn near. Damn near. We get the girl to Situated. your bed, so she's just sleeping it off at this point. So now the girl is dead. Geo is dead. And the rest of us are just sitting there talking and shit. And then eventually the whole uh conversation of, hey, we should order a pizza comes about. Man, they did me dirty. Like as a host, they could have just ordered something for for the vegans. Cause uh because by the way I'm vegan. But they didn't order anything for me. And and, and here they were like snacking on the on, on the pizza and I'm just like, So where's mine? Like I'm over here hosting. <laughs> barely. <laughs> barely. Exactly. Barely. Like 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 you like Justice ordered the pizza and I think a few of us put on for it. Because like that was the only thing that was open at like two or three o'clock in the fucking morning. And then we were waiting for the pizza, and the pizza took about a good hour just to get there. Right. So at this point, it's like four o'clock in the morning now. I have to be up in three hours. drunk. They're drunk, hungry, no lights. At this point, I'm just like a third world country. <laughs> exactly. At this point, I'm just like, you know oh what? I might as well just spend the fucking night here because if I go home, it's gonna that, yeah. and it's like and it's like a two hour commute for me to even get to work. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right, yo, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay here and you know take a 45 minute hour commute from your crib to work. Mm-hmm. So I remember before I went to sleep, y'all going to the roof. We went to go smokers because I I had I had the penthouse with no electricity by the way. <laughs> yeah, penthouse with no damn electricity by the way. I had the penthouse and we lived like you know like lap or whatever. So we went outside like on the roof to smoke, and um, Gio decides to challenge himself to jump on the other rooftop, like the building down, like like, and we're all like Gio, do not do it. And I'm looking, it's like it's it's a good like. Nine floors. Like, nine floors. Like, the drop, like, would definitely kill him. This man ran and jumped. And he made it. But he disappeared for, like, another hour. We didn't even see him again. And I I thought he went home. But then he rang, and then we let him in again. Back up through walk country. Exactly, because he had to find a way. Find a way to get... Then he got lost, like, trying to go down. Because, like, the door was not opening. So he had to go inside the building. Uh, it, it was it was just a mess. It was just a mess. But I was scared for him though. Son. <laughs> Son. Bro. I remember waking up because I set my phone, which was damn near dead, by the way, because I couldn't charge it because there was no fucking electricity to charge hey. it with. Woo! <laughs> so I get up 
That's like some first world problem. Yes, it is. I get up. I go to the bathroom. I'm about to leave. Gio's up. And I remember... He was going to the Kanye... Yeah, he was going to the Kanye choir, Sunday choir, Sunday church thing. And I looked at him like, yo, I'm about to leave out. And so he left out with me. And we were on our way. Well, he was going towards downtown. I got off before him. Mans was still kind of drunk, bro. Oh, of course. As he should be. And like, cause like, <laughs> he was he like, be. cause like, he was barely standing on the train and I was just like, he was, wait, really? Bro. And really? I, and I was just like, listen, man. Shout out to Gio though. Shout out to Gio. But like, <laughs> I, like, I, I was just like, man, listen, I'm not, I, I gotta go to work, bro. I can't. Man's about to pull that nine hours. You me man. <laughs> I was so, oh I God. was so tired. <laughs> I was so tired. Because another, another thing too, like preparing for an art show is so tiring, and I can imagine this. Like it's like it's like you're studying. Like for you, on in your case, it was like you studying and like trying to like recite all these poems. So it's like you have to spend yeah. like con- like endless nights, like you know, studying, studying, like reciting, reciting, and studying. So it's just like after after the art show, it's like you're you're fucking tired. Like you're 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 exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like I know, like for me, just to get the paintings up to my script, even though I live like you know down the street, the paintings are so big, I would have to get like you know a twenty, thirty dollar Uber. So I was like, fuck that. Like I just walked them over there, but they were heavy, and like I was physically tired too. Like like during like after the show, I called off, didn't I? I don't know what you did. Somebody worked that night because I sure as hell did. I took my ass <laughs> home. As soon as four o'clock hit, I took my ass home. I won't sleep. Cause I was oh, cause, cause, cause the, the, cause the general manager at the time did a bogus. Cause like she was supposed to like come to the show, but she never showed up, and she was supposed to work that day too, but I think she decided not to work. And it's like how the like how are you supposed to be like you know? Our oh, listen, man, we're not going down here because <laughs> that's like a whole nother twenty minute tangent. So. Um, I appreciate you for coming. Yeah, absolutely. For sliding yeah, through. Absolutely. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, real. It's, like, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. Like, I know that I, I, I knew that I had to do an episode on the show. Cause, like, that was a big part of, for, for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As well for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but I know I wanted to have you on. So, with that being said, uh, Mr. Olivier. Not Please. Oliver. Can you see the last name? Come on, for the audience. Come on now, for the people. Come on, come on. You know what's really going to be funny mm-hmm. is when I butcher the hell out of this. No, it's okay. And then when I put it in the title for the show hey. and people see it, they're going to be like, I can't pronounce that shit either. <laughs> That's what so they're going to say. So they're going to get on your no. side. Uh, <laughs> sour front. Wow, sour front. I mean, I'll take that though. But by, by the way, my name means suffering. <laughs> yeah, the last name or the first name? The last name. Olivia means um, it means uh, it's like a tree. It's an olive tree. So, tree of suffering. Pretty much. It's like yeah, you go all the way down to the roots, bro. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> life has not yeah that, that 
Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So, Mr. Olivier, where first off, do you what what's what's going on with you? Do you have anything that's coming up? Any you know big yeah. big, big drawings or anything? Well 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 not well yeah, um probably like um uh next spring maybe I'm gonna start like dropping like you know more. Like more paintings and then like making more paintings because like at the moment, uh, I, I kind of during the summer, I kind of had like, uh, like mental breakdowns because of like what was going on politically, socially in the country. And, um, uh, so I kind of took a break from like making art and I took a step back. And it, and it's always good to like, you know, take a step back from doing stuff. Um, uh, to critique yourself also critique yourself critique your practice because you you need those times because like sometimes you just get lost in the sauce and like i said True. like once you get used to something you get complacent at it like you don't push yourself so i just felt that i needed to take a break um uh, away from social media as well like detox like like detox from it you know um because right now whether you believe it or not social media is toxic as fuck um, you have so many ideas like bouncing left and right, left yeah, and yeah. right, and it's hard to yeah. keep up with people. Some people are good at the social media stuff. I'm not gonna lie, and they can deal with that. But me specifically, like it, I can't. Like I'm, it, I'm very emotional. Like I'm very. It, uh, it takes. It, it takes. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just gotta learn. I block like outside noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's essentially what it is. Like once you learn to navigate it and just like. People are gonna have opinions that's not gonna be agreeing with you, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, there are just gonna be people that are trolls and just try to make you mad. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, it's been so many times that somebody has said something on Twitter, or even on Facebook, and I wanna respond. But it's not worth your time. It's not worth my time because you can't tell tone over that's text, true. and then on top that's of true. that, like, going back and forth with a stranger online for what? It don't. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But speaking of socials and all that good stuff, or as you said, toxic stuff, where can we find you? Uh, y'all can find me on 79th. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's Olivier uh, underscore, but the, but the O is a zero. So zero L-I-V-I-E-R underscore. Pretty simple. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram. And if you just look on Facebook to Olivier Jean Daniel Souffran, um, I, I, I rarely go on there nowadays. Um, but yeah, those are the two main platforms that I'm on. So check me out. Work. Work, 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 Uh, like I said, bro, thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Fred. Appreciate you for you. having me. Yes, sir. We gotta do it again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright. Well, that, is it for the Writing Sorrows podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Bash. Uh, just a little quick uh, house cleaning, housekeeping, whatever the word that term people say. Um, so, if you have not heard by now, the book, Addressing of Insecurities, is essentially done. There needs to be some more editing. Oh, when is it dropping? On 
That, haha, that's that, a good question. That's a very good question, but yeah, that is not up being... participation that people want to know. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> look at you speaking up for the people. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that information is going to be on hold for a little while longer. Uh, but don't worry, it's coming soon for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the book is essentially done, just needs some more editing and whatnot. Um, you'll get your first look at the uh, the merch, the uh book cover and all that other good stuff. Wow. Yes sir, yes sir. People asked for it last time around. Um uh, and I just didn't have the means. Mm-hmm. I have the means this time. Good. So good, good, we'll, good. we'll 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 see how that goes. Absolutely. Because people like to, you know, ask for things and then when it's presented to them, they don't want it anymore. So, you know. But it's cool. <laughs> Y'all don't like the merch. It's cool. I'm going to wear the hell out of my own goddamn merch. It's all right. That's how it is. It's, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you will be getting more info within the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, as always, stay safe. Mm-hmm. And please, 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 please go vote. Please go vote. Please go vote. Um, I'm not telling you who to vote for. That's, That's your right. decision to make. But, uh. Cause if you don't vote, you don't, you, you don't have a say. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially with how everything is going, whether you're for it or you're against it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, this ain't a political podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> go vote. Be safe out here. Please wear your mask, social distance, all that good stuff. Love.